I was supposed to tell this story about how Kane had this girlfriend that he killed in a car crash. And it was just insane. And it ends up, I'm at a funeral home with a dummy in a coffin. Oh, my God. With Kane's mask on, pretending I'm Kane. I'm on top of the coffin having mock sex with this mannequin. Oh, my God, no. Hey, oh, and, Jesus Christ. Oh, yeah. And, and Vince is yelling at me. God damn it, do it harder, make more noise and stuff, it's got to be over the top. I really did. I screwed your brains out. Yeah. You know what, I'm just, I'm just over this Alexa Bliss shit. I'm, I am. Are you? I don't understand. I thought it was just getting good. What are you talking about? How could you no, be no, over? Really? How could you? I think it's really starting to get really get a second win. Explain, please. What is the end game on this? I don't understand what the I end game. The only end game I can ever see with this whole thing is like she comes out, she's hot Alexa again, and she just starts, and it's like okay, like and it's it's Bobby Ewing coming out of the shower. None of that should happen. It's all a dream. We're done with it. <laughs> Well, that's pretty much the way WWE has always been anyway on shit. Like, I don't you know, understand. You know, I don't know if you remember or not. <laughs> I, 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 let me take you back. Yeah, take me back. Vince is a dead man. He blew up in a limousine. Well, that's oh, not I'm fair. Oh, I'm sorry. That didn't happen. <laughs> that was, that was that unfair happen. because the very next week, Chris Benoit accidentally uh, murdered his family, and there's no way Vince could have known that when he went out there and did a tribute show to him. So there's just that, you're just wrong for even bringing any of that up. Kayfabe, bro. We're out here tonight to pay tribute to one of the greatest legendary superstars of all time, Chris Benoit. This will be a salute to his career. By the way, we found out like an hour ago that he murdered his entire family. All right, roll him. God damn it, Kevin. (laughs) By the way, speaking of Kevin, you know how they do all the jump cuts and the shaky shit, and it's like every punch, they got to go to another cut. So, so I understand. I don't watch the, but you know, I think on Pornhub some of the videos are like that. So I think Kevin Kevin Dunn is like directing porn because they do the thing. When they, it's just all over the place, and then there's a thing here, and then they just have to jump, and they're like, why is that? I can't hold it steady, dude. See, you just made it worse for me now. Every time I see I it, I'm gonna be thinking about that. I, I, I just wasn't <laughs> had no idea. But this is what you need to be thinking of. <laughs> This is what you need to be thinking of. <laughs> I brought the car pants on you down. Shot car shield. This is nature boy. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> Holy shit. Oh, my God. That, I'm telling you, I'm sure. I, that's I'm the worst God. shit I ever saw in my <laughs> life. I'm not paying that shit. I'm nature boy. Figure four lines on a high car pants project. Car shield. Woo! <laughs> oh God! That's so true, man. That's so <laughs> on. That's so. That's what it is. I'm not here reading the script, but I'm not. I'm nature boy. I need money. Woo! My credit score is negative seven hundred. Woo! <laughs> what about your daughter? She's doing fine. And then uh, on that day or whatever his name is, he's named after now. Woo! What's his name? <laughs> Adande. All right. Adande. 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 
Andretti, Michael Andretti, that's my son-in-law. He's in AW. <laughs> Woo! And his, his manager is Vic Guerrero because he can't speak English too good. No can pass English. Woo! <laughs> 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 it's just the stupidest shit. That damn, we're just taking that car shield commercial just to a whole new level here. It's just great. It's, it's so bad, it's good. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if people are like signing up for it just because this thing is, is like so shitty. It's it's like, I don't know. You know they are. I'm I don't not, know. And I'm, not, I, I'm not trying to joke. You know who they are. But you know, it's like, a, it's like it's gotta be a huge ripoff. That thing and the one that Mike Ditka does, that, 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 those things have to be like just the biggest ripoffs in the history of ever, right? Well, we've learned that Mike Ditka is... <laughs> A dick right and yeah. we, we've learned that over the years so yeah that's par for the course i guess ditka is like i i would say he's even worse than shashevsky i'd say he's even he's like a worse version yeah. of mike shashevsky yeah yeah like, uh, I, like, I have to agree with that like shashevsky would kind of stop himself like when he got pissed at obama for filling out a bracket <laughs> and then <laughs> and then he had his wife oh, go apologize. oh dude look look yeah. look Oh, there it is. Look at that. Oh, there I am. Woo! I want to see me making money for cars here. Ripping off my fan. Woo! <laughs> see, that was funny as hell watching that and listening to you. I know, because I do better for it than Nature Boy than Nature Boy. <laughs> woo! And you timed that perfect. It went to the next commercial right at the, at the end of the woo. That's right. Oh, Time shit up perfectly. Like when I when I put them loads on them people on the flight from hell, I timed it just right. Woo! Get ready for my load in three, two, one. Woo! <laughs> oh my god. Hey, weren't we the guys weren't we the guys that told him at least like five years ago to turn Roman Reigns heel? Weren't we the guys that said I, that? I, 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 I want to say yes. I, 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 I think we don't say give ourselves well. enough credit for this. We said like six years ago, turn that motherfucker heel. No, I can't do it. I, well, you know, well, remember, man, we, we took it once. Well, actually, technically, you took it one step further, and I agreed with you about the all-white thing. I love it. And I love least, that idea. I'm still waiting on that. I'm still not counting mm. that out at some point between now and, I don't know, whenever, while he's I'm, a heel. I might have even said five or six white. years ago. I, I might even said five or six years ago to make Paul Heyman his mouthpiece. I might have even said that. You may have. You may. I have. just get no credit for this. I get no. I get no credit for this shit. You know. And your territory is killing it too, man. I know. Part of the part of the reason that like people like um, Dave Meltzer try to defend AEW, and I, I'm not as overboard as as a lot of people are. I think he he's pretty fair with AEW. Dave's bias over the years has always come toward his his sources. Like if somebody's a source for him, he'll kind of go to the mat and protect them and like say good stuff about them. Hi Terry Taylor, how are you? And um <laughs> so but he they he truly feels like um newsletter boy, dirt sheet boy, uh Tony Khan is his chance to show Vince that, well, if you had just done what I said in my newsletter, then uh, you would be successful like Tony Khan is. And apparently, um, David Meltzer and Brian Alvarez were on Wrestling Observer Radio talking about how shitty the ticket sales are for World Wrestling Entertainment as they've opened up, um, you know, some of the live event sales. And it's been, it's gone over like a fart in church. It truly has. Uh, I think they got... A few tickets sold in Chicago, but everything else is like bad to disastrous. 
in in places I, like San, in places like San Antonio and stuff like that. Really? That's yeah. Got got to tell you, that's a little shocking. It is, um, but it also you can't say that they deserve any more. I mean, you can't really say that, that that's not what they deserve based on what we've served up over the pandemic, right? Well, yeah. I the guess. True, the true winner of the pandemic of the WWE is Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns and his cousins. Everything else has sucked a bag of ass. I mean, Daniel Bryan has done okay. You can say that Cesaro has done okay. Everything else has been shit city. And I mean, those everything, guys are- you know, bye-bye. They're gone. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So NXT during the pandemic has gone from good to horrible and barely registering anything. We don't know what's going on there. Uh, that takeover was barely talked about. I, I, I thought by far the best and most entertaining thing of the night was uh, LA Knight versus uh, Cameron Grimes. I thought that was really good. And in case you missed it, LA Knight is the million-dollar belt holder. Uh, yeah. That happened. And then at the end of it, we had a brawl. This is good, and I'm very happy. We went an entire NXT TakeOver special with no one being abducted. So there were no kidnappers. I'm very happy to. It's always I'm a just, plus, yes. I just like to, I just like to say that's that's an amazing thing, and that, that's, that is great. So no, no, no kidnappings and no abductions. But apparently, as they had another brawl at the end of it, uh, the show, uh, William Regal said, uh, I think I think it's time for a change. So there's going to be some sort of change. We don't know what that means. We have no idea what that means, but that means I like maybe shit. I know. I don't know if we're going to get another general manager or I, I'm not sure if William Regal is going to be caught. I it, it seems to me as we inch closer and closer to this um, acquisition of World Wrestling Entertainment by uh, Universal, NBC Universal Comcast, which seems pretty inevitable i i go to this website called crazy days and nights.net and all they do is have blind items on there about various celebrities and stuff and then after a while sometimes they'll unmask them and they'll reveal who it was and they did have a blind item about nbc universal comcast buying wwe and they unmasked it like today so it's mm. it's a very it's it's like a, a horribly kept secret it's like the, the, world. the elephant in the room kind of shit it is and i don't Everywhere know you, go, you know when you you know. Again, I'm not one of your stock. I'm not one of your stock market guys. I don't know if you go ahead and buy the Comcast on that. You know, the, the market could shit all over it. The market could, based on what happens now, they could go, oh, that's nice. Or the market could somehow irrationally love it because the Universal guys could um, spin it in such a way that it's going to help their content and people buy that bullshit. Uh, well, I mean, I, I don't you gotta, know. You gotta, you gotta say, man. Wrestling as a whole has been on on a downward trend yeah. overall, popularity wise, and you know go from there for the last what couple years pre pandemic even twenty. I mean, once you get past the uh, the death of WCW and the end of the Attitude okay, era. well, I mean, yeah, we could do that even, but I mean, well, I mean, you know, and I agree with you, but. There were there were times like like the CM Punk days. It was it was a little hot times, you know the 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 the, the, the pipe bomb shit and all that. And, and they fucked that up <laughs> completely. Well, they fucked pretty much everything up. But yes, so I mean, I mean, it was hot for a second. It was hot for a second. Well, you could always point to oh, they got eighty thousand people in a stadium in April. You know that you could always point to that and go, wow, geez, Vince must be doing really well. 
and he could fool some people who don't pay attention to it that much. And, and you know, that would be a thing. Well, you know, um, you know, here's what I think about that, you know, and I, and I think I may be wrong on this, but I think WrestleMania is always going to be like the world series, NBA playoffs and all that shit of, of wrestling because it's become, it's become like a showcase. It's become like, um, a it's spectacle. Yeah. It's the brand. You, you want to be, you don't give a Yeah. Right. It's, you don't, it's you the don't thing about, to do. It's Undertaker versus Daniel Bryan or it's whatever. It's I'm buying tickets to WrestleMania because it's WrestleMania. It's right, not necessarily right. the people that are involved, right. right? And if you get a great fucking card like I lucked out on and got when I went, yeah. then then it makes it that much better, you know? It but you you're just going because it's WrestleMania. Who gives a shit who's really in it? Cuz I bet you I bet you I don't know if half the people, I don't know, what do you think? They go a little less than half probably don't even watch wrestling on a regular basis. It's interesting because you have to, I, mean, you, I would fork, bet. you got to fork over a pretty good amount of money to go to one of those things, you know, even for the decent seats, you got, you know, it's a couple hundred bucks, maybe 300 bucks for even halfway decent seats at a WrestleMania. And for somebody to go to just to be like, Hey, I go for the hell of it. That's kind of a, but you know, I mean, I'm sure there's some people that do that. Like, Hey, it's in my town. I watched it when I was a kid. Let's go see what's up. I mean, I'm, I'm, there, may, there may be some of that going on. And, well, I mean, it could be that, you know, somebody that doesn't watch wrestling on a regular basis, if at all, goes with somebody and maybe becomes a wrestling fan because of all the, you know, the the dog and pony show that comes along with it kind of shit, you know? I don't know. I mean, especially back in the day, I bet, you know, back in the 80s and 90s when, when WrestleMania happened, I bet that was the case a lot of times. That you can always went, tell. So you yeah, always tell yeah. those guys that like are dragging their wife or their girlfriend to that thing. Oh, yeah. Like, hey, where's when is the rock gonna show up? You know, it's one of those deals, and it's like, oh, I don't I don't think he's gonna yeah, be here tonight. Yeah. I'm not sure. Yeah, sorry. I saw the I saw Cena in some interview. They were asking him if he was gonna be at SummerSlam. It's all but you know, a foregone conclusion that John Cena is gonna be at SummerSlam, I guess, on August the twenty first. In what capacity do we know? Mm, I don't know. Is he going to be the I'm host? Sure. Is he and Titus going to co-host it? Can't wait for him to host. There's nothing, nothing better than a John Cena host job. I don't know. I'm sure he's going to get paid a lot of money, and he's, you know, he's done very well for himself. And I assume this Fast and Furious film is doing very well. I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I'm not a. I, again, I think I'm out of the demographic for that thing, right? Well, I, honestly, man, I think that I remember when that first came out, the very first one, and it was just. I never got into the bullshit stuff like that. I mean, I'll sit here and tell you, well, you know, I, I love Indiana Jones, you know, but it's essentially the same crazy kind of shit that happens. But sure. it's all, but but Indiana Jones was almost a little bit, a little bit more believable. In, I would in say area. so. But but it's like all that Fast and Furious kind of stuff, and, and it's just like so off the chain. I just I can't get into it. Even the action packed shit part about it, I I don't like, but. You know, I've seen the trailers, and, and I—I don't know if I went and saw this movie. I would—I don't know if I know what the hell they, what was going on or not. You know, Vin Diesel and John Cena brothers. Is that what it is? Okay. Yeah, they're brothers, and they're at war with each other or some shit. I think. I think that's how they uh, did it. Who's the heel? Do we know this, or are they going WWE on us? It's just they're yeah, both heels. we got a baby heel. I think I think Cena's supposed to be the bad guy. Oh, okay. I think it's about time. It's about fucking yeah. time. <laughs> they finally turned Cena heel. God damn it. I'm not going to turn Cena heel. Well, you know, Roman Reigns heel. God damn it. We're turning Cena heel. We're going to do it after he's already gone. 
It, turn it, it took fat. It took fucking fat, fast and furious nine to get John Cena to turn heel. I mean, Cena was kind of the heel when he was facing off against The Rock because everybody just loved The Rock so much more. Basically, yeah, that was a natural heel. He, but he, I, he wasn't portrayed to be the heel, was he? No, it just kind of happened that way. It just kind of yeah. happened that way. It's kind of just naturally that's the way that the folks went. Yeah, I mean, as much as they cheered for him in the Kurt Angle debut kind of thing. They, it's like um, it's like when Hogan Hogan went against Rock in in WrestleMania, and they thought, well, you know, Hogan's going to be the heel, and I was like, no, no, he's not. Yeah, <laughs> no, he's not. It's Man. very, it's Sorry. very polarizing. It's extremely polarizing here in Toronto, and it turned out to be, you know, really good. It turned out to be magic, if you will. Yeah, magic. I like. That. I see what you did there. Can you at all imagine a post? I mean, a, a post Vince WWE, like with corporate ownership from Universal, Comcast. I mean, I, I know they'll try to incorporate this stuff into their amusement parks, into like Universal down in Orlando and in LA and all that shit. I know there's going to be some. What are you laughing at? What is so funny? I'm, I'm, I'm Lord, you've already got me going, man. <laughs> I, I, I want to hear. I want to hear the Vince McMahon ride. I want to hear the W, what, whatever we want to call it. I want to hear the Vince McMahon. Going, counting them down before lightning strikes like at Carowinds, you know. Go ahead, put, out, like put away your purse and all your grabbing your balls. Those lightning strikes. <laughs> What's gonna happen here? You're gonna get on board the jackhammer. You're not tall enough to ride this ride. Get the fuck off! Get off! Like that no, would be awesome. There's no, awesome. there's no fun if Universal buys it. Like if if Warner yeah. Media had bought it or something like that, oh and you could have a more adult version of it on HBO Max, and like ooh, it's uncensored WWE or something like that. That would have been really interesting. But I don't. You're not gonna get that. Yeah, it's not gonna, not gonna get that. Not at all. Not even close. Probably. I'm. I don't know. It's hard to imagine. Like like the the, the exercise that you're going through in your mind right now is like think of the WWE except shittier. And that, that's what you're trying and can't really wrap your head around. And I understand it. I get it because it's really hard. Well, I mean, I can't help but think of the WCW days right before the explosion, you know, the implosion, yeah. as it were. So I I, like that's what goes through my head if that happens. You know, as much it as feels like there's going to be like that, that's what the, we're going to get. There's going to be a lot of product placement. There's going to be a lot of try to cross tie a bunch of different projects from, you know, even more so than now. Yeah, I think there's going to be a lot of that. I mean, I just got to feel like this Nick Khan guy was brought in just for the specific purpose, and he's going to get paid so much money. When this thing goes through, he's got stock options, and he may get a chunk of the, you know, he may get a chunk of the sale and all that. You know, if you get like one one millionth of one percent of the transfer fee or whatever, I'm using English soccer terms now for some reason. But if you yeah, use, if you get one yeah. one millionth of one percent of the acquisition or whatever, then you know, Jesus Christ, you know, the guy's going to be even way richer than he is now. So he's the kingmaker yeah. right now. He's the guy. He's the guy that made the initial deal with with Universal. He's the guy they're coming to. I think I would like to think that he's the one that they went to when they had to fire Carano. God damn it. Nick, go in there and slice him to pieces. Do it. Nah. And then he does it. And that's it. And then they <laughs> slice him. Yeah. They, they just murder him, put him in a bag, and ship him home to his family. Yeah, that's it. Well, Coming. what is his title? What is Nick Khan's title? Do you know? 
off the top of your head, like marketing. Vice president of keeping track of my balls. That's it. That's what he does. He needs to keep track of my balls 24 of their year. I mean, he can't lose them, but somebody might try to steal them. I don't know what his exact title is. VP of <laughs> business development or some horse shit like that. Nah. I was just curious. I didn't know. I don't know if it's some made up position or what. He's the TV champion. Um, he's a TV champion. He's a 24 hour champ. That's his title. And don't you dare say belt. That's his title. He is the president and chief revenue officer of World Wrestling Entertainment. That's him. Revenue officer. Nicholas Kahn. Let me see. How much is that motherfucker worth? Is, I don't think he's worth more than the other. I don't think he's worth, worth more than Shahid and Tony, his cousins. <laughs> he has cousins. What now? Hold on a second. I'm looking. I don't mean to change subjects. I'm just sitting here looking at this. Yeah, you're watching Raw while this is happening. Yeah, yeah. And they're showing the Hell in the Cell card. When did this Rey Mysterio Roman match happen? When did that go down? Did I miss that this past week? Uh, well, because Roman beat the shit out of his son. He's got to get his revenge. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah come I on did now. see that little clip. Yeah. Okay. Come on now. They beat the shit out of uh, you know Rey Mysterio the third trip trip Mysterio. Yeah, Trip Mysterio with two P's. <laughs> Trip Mysterio. Oh, man. This Nick Khan guy is like really kind of a – he's kind of a um, a mystery. There's not a lot of information about him except I mean, as far oh, as his net worth and all this shit. But I know he's extremely wow. rich. He's got a lot of money. I can't it's, – it's just I just know that's one of the first integrations they're going to go. By the way – Congratulations, mm. Peacock, for allowing us to pause live action and rewind during the middle of a live event. I do Holy like that. Holy shit. Yeah. Oh, my God. It only took months. That is amazing, guys. <laughs> 2021. How you doing? That is, God, that is so great that you guys have, have gotten you know to 2010 technology. I'm so happy. 2010 even. Yes. Jesus, God, you morons. I, I know that. I just feel like the integration into... The, the amusement park is going to be like fairly automatic. And that's where you would get your real WWE hall of fame, whether it's in Orlando or it's in LA or wherever they're going to put it. And that's wow. when you would do it. And yeah. I don't know. Well, that's kind of cool. You know, I mean, honestly, that would be kind of cool if they did have like a real hall of fame that you could put like shit in there, like Terry Funk's old something or other. And mm -hmm. just, you know, not just confine it to WWE shit, but, you know. Here's the, the uh, briefcase that I took to Pennsylvania to pay off the officials when Jerry Stucker killed that chick. <laughs> I've got that right here. Right there. Get the Vince McMahon tour with the headphones and shit <laughs> as he goes around. This is where I uh, did not investigate Grizzly Smith. There's Grizzly Smith's beard. Brings fears to a lot of young ladies. It's right over there. Now, if you just step over get to your left. <laughs> Are we going to get any memorabilia from Vince McMahon's basement? I really, honestly, that that fucking that fucking Grizzly Smith episode of Dark Side of the Ring really shook me. I'm I'm ready. I mean, again, rock and roll, Buck Zumhoff, you just elevated yourself greatly. I'm I'm ready for that now for next season. Jesus. Yeah. You Did you see the list? The, the the ones coming up in the second part. There were a no. couple I didn't know they were doing. I got, let me see if I can find it. Yeah, but, see you pulled um, up because we'll talk about Dynamite Kid. Did you see the Dynamite Kid? No, I was getting ready to say I have not seen that one yet. Also, like a much worse piece of shit than you ever thought he was. See, that sucks. I was always such a British Bulldogs fan. That was one of my. I don't know if it's my first favorite team or person or wrestler or whatever wrestlers. And when I first started watching WWE, but 
they were they were pretty close to my one of my first favorites. So they got so they got really his they go to his ex-wife and they go, all right. Uh, and they, they talk about a bunch of stuff. And then eventually they get to tell us about the Jacques Rougeau fight. And she goes, oh, do I have to? Is that the only thing he's ever done? Well, I'm sorry, bitch. But she, he fucked up bad. And he got his teeth knocked out of his head. So tell us the fucking story. I'm sorry that your ex-husband was a piece of shit and, and blindsided sucker punch Jacques Rougeau. And then Jacques Rougeau had to knock like three teeth out of his head. And bloodied the fuck out of him, and he couldn't strike back because he thought the mafia was after him. This is part of the story, by the way. Oh, Once he, there was no retaliation from from Tom Billy, and he couldn't get his he couldn't get his mojo back because <laughs> this is so good. They told <laughs> Dino Bravo, who had underworld ties, were like, "Hey, um, we know where like Dynamite lives, and um, we've got a map of his house, and here's a map of his house, and um, we're gonna yeah. go kill him if anything happens." And they moved. The Billington family moved. They sold their house and moved. Yikes. Yeah, it was like, but I'm, you know, she's acting like, oh, you guys are so boring. Everybody asked that story. Oh, 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 oh. I'm sorry. Well, you know, it's yeah, 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 lady. I'm, I apologize. And by the way, that's not, you know, he also was a domestic abuser and dragged his wife, like, by her hair in front of their, their little children. So, you know, I, I don't know who you're protecting at this point, honey. I really don't because, you know, I, I'm really sorry that the guy that you mated with was a piece of shit, but he was, and even you admitted that, but at least he did a great thing. At one point, he decided to go over to England and leave the kids alone and never see them because he was a shitty-ass father, and then one of the kids had to go over and fly over there kind of make up with him because he was a piece of shit, but, you know, we're going to ask questions about that. Sorry, it ain't called Happy Side of the Ring. We've, we've gone over this. Happy Side of the Ring is like two episodes – and it's like Mick Nobody Foley. Nobody wants to see that shit. It's like it's like Mick Foley, and even he's got some dark stuff because he fucked up his entire body. And it's like Pampiro Furpo, and then maybe Nick Bockwinkle. And like, that's that's happy side of the ring. Sorry, there's not much more to it. The guy was a great family man. Never drank that much, and took care of his family. The end. I can't wait for next season. Let me buy that T-shirt at Pro Wrestling Tees. What about no. Jim Brinzel? He always had a smile on his face. <laughs> what do I, you know? It's like. Uh, you can do even Ricky Steamboat as as far as happy side of the ring goes. Even his wife fucked him out of money, so he's got a dark, you know, kind of a thing going on there. But you know, he's still a great guy. Didn't really do much. Never was that controversial or anything like that. And he was a fine guy. So Ricky yeah, I'm, Jesus, I'm I'm really sorry we'd ask you about your stupid ass piece of shit husband, but that's what we're here to do. And he was an asshole. And Jacques Rougeau knocked his teeth out, as Jacques Rougeau should have done. I do love the story because Jacques Rougeau does tell it in fantastic fashion. Like, or I was thinking of my. Oh, they, they, he's on there. Is it, he's on there? Oh, oh, he tells it in beautiful detail. Oh, dude, I, I, my, oh, I can't wait to watch that. My dad made me go to the bank, and he said, "Get you a bunch of quarters and put the quarters in your hand." So, in classic Bam fashion, like, like you know, Saturday morning, uh, Mid Atlantic Championship Wrestling, Bob Caudill. I'm going to load up my hand with quarters, <laughs> and and then you do the thing where the, they they splay and they just spread all over the ring. He they show him, and, and this is one of the ones where. They do the reconstruction really well, and you want to see it. Now, I think Brian Last and, and Jim Cornette are correct. I don't know that I needed some sort of reenactment of, of Grizzly Smith's daughter going into the incinerator. I don't know if I needed that. I don't know if that was something you needed yeah, to actually recreate. Yeah. But this, the Jacques Rougeau beatdown of Dynamite Kid, yes, that was done beautifully and perfectly, and yes, give me, I'm here for that. Give those boys an Emmy. Because it was, oh, yeah. they've got him. He's got the quarters. He decks him. Teeth fly all over the place. There's blood everywhere. 
Jacques Rougeau goes, this is great. It's like one of those monster movies when you were a kid and you know you hit and the blood goes everywhere. It was exactly like that. <laughs> <laughs> and it was. I can't it was wait. exactly I can't like wait to that. Watch this. No, you'll you'll enjoy it. It's very, very good. So we need Jacques Rougeau needs to come to WrestleCade, damn it. Well, I guess they got a good um, lineup. I was I'm uh, Lisa Marie is gonna be there. Yeah, I saw that. I just wow. I'm, I I had a massive crush on Lisa Marie. You didn't see, didn't you say last time we went that you wish you would have gotten your picture made with her? Or I do. Her I think I, I, I think so. Yeah, I think she's got a, She's like, she's on the top of the list of the one so far. Yeah, she was having fun with people too. I remember that. Hey, I've got the the season three here from um, the rest. Oh, what is it? Yeah, part, the, or the season two and a half up. or whatever. Well, yeah, well, yeah, it's like part two of this season because I think Dynamite Kid was the last one for the right. spring, and I think they take a summer back break. Back. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Sorry if this doesn't I, this doesn't ring a bell with me. Tell me what I'm missing here on this. Johnny Canine, aka Bruiser Bedlam. Who, who is that? Oh, is that like one of those Nick Gage type? That, by the way, that's been my least favorite. I don't know. Let me see the Bruiser. Oh uh, yeah, Bedlam me story. too. Yeah, I'll, I was gonna look that up. Okay, here we go. The steroid trials. That sounds pretty good. Yeah, I'll, here's what. That's a good one. And yeah. by the way, oh, um, um, oh, um, what's his name? The the lawyer McDevitt. He's in that one. He he sits down in that one. He, he, oh wow! Okay. Yeah, yeah. Wow, good for them. Uh, here's one I didn't know they were doing, and I, this is a, this is a good one, man. I'm I'm excited about this one. Chris Canyon. Oh yeah, that needs to happen for sure. Yeah, I think so. Uh, FMW. Oh yeah, Frontier Martial Arts Wrestling from Japan. Okay, I wasn't sure what that was. Uh, XPW extreme that's like one of, i think that was yeah. one of the successors of ecw gotcha okay yes you're right um luna vashon i didn't know that one it was, that's it interesting was and the plane ride from hell i bet that's gonna that's be the, the one that, yeah that's our season finale that's gonna yeah, be great I, was gonna say, I bet that's the finale yep oh yep. we're gonna get we're gonna get a heap and helping dosing of, of your good old friend good old jr on that one man they need to do that last two hour one that should be a two hour one Bruiser Bedlam was known for his history of legal problems. He was a member of Satan's Choice, a biker gang. He was convicted of assault, trafficking cocaine, and bombing a police station. Say 20, what? Yeah. In, in 2005, Quattro, I think is the guy's real name, Ian William Quattro, uh, was, he was arrested for the murder of lawyer Lynn Gilbank and her husband, Fred. After a lengthy investigation, the charges were dropped in June 2006 because of insufficient evidence. He worked as a security guard in Vancouver, British Columbia, until being arrested in May of 2009 for conspiracy to commit murder. How do you get arrested for murder in Canada? Uh, excuse me and begging your pardon, but can I put these cuffs on you? Because we think that you are uh, implicated in some sort of homicide. Hey. Um, on January, so this 24th, guy was like some, uh, it's like this, he was like a Canadian wrestler. I, I, I missed that part. He was in, apparently, he was in Smoky Mountain, was he? Yeah, yeah, so, so okay. we should get a lot of uh, should get a lot of cornet on that. Wow, yeah, I've never heard, he, I've never really heard him mention him. I've never heard, no, either. I've never, never, you know, pronouns, pal. Pronouns. I've never heard, I never heard cornet mention him. If I did, On January the 24th of 2011, Quattro was charged with first-degree murder in connection with the 28 killing of Jonathan Barber in Burnaby, British Columbia. So he does have uh, some interesting things to say. By the way, uh, Cornette. Man, he's a crazy-looking dude. 
Oh, he is. Cornette really, 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 really shit on the most recent episode of AW Dynamite. I still haven't seen it. I hadn't seen. It. I didn't see hardly any wrestling this week except for. Ben. It is the return of the Dark Order. Oh, in what capacity? Did they uh, attack the worst somebody? possible capacity, the most meaningless capacity of all time? And apparently, there. So it was nothing different. Yeah, it's bad. So I'm God. We're gonna have to rank them again, I guess. Um, oh, Lord. Pinochle and Inner Circle, one and one A, one and two, however you want to put them. Uh, the original Bullet Club or the Brother Club, they're number three. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking the Dark Hoarders are number four now, followed by Team Taz. Then we get down to Jurassic Express. Um, Gun Club. Gun Club, yeah, factory. always a good one. Um, the Factory. The Factory uh, at eight. The Nightmare uh, Family or whatever the hell they're called. Yeah, they're ninth. Yeah, I think those are those are your top nine factions in this I week in AEW. It. What about Matt Hardy's deal? What is his thing called? Oh yeah, Hardy Enterprises. I don't know. They're they're probably seventh. Probably put them seventh. Hardy Inc. Our, okay. Whatever where we're calling Matt Hardy Enterprises. I'm not sure. <laughs> okay. Just like. Yeah. Three more factions, guys. And I'm sure that in Dave Meltzer's newsletter, he was like, if people, if, if Vince would just throw six more factions on to Raw, he would have a hit. Yeah. Yeah. So what 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 happened with Dark Order? What special what something what, what special? Oh, they thing did. They were still I think uh, uh, Pizzeria Uno was wrestling or something. Pizzeria Uno. Yeah, and then uh hang on. I'm gonna I will get the whole because <laughs> it was bad. And then they were like, I think Miro was wrestling somebody who should have gotten, he should have stomped the shit out of him and they gave the guy some offense and he got beat down or something. Oh, it was no. like, it's the stupidest thing because they built up Miro as the monster that he co- totally should be right now. But right, then he got into right. some stupid match. <laughs> he didn't fuck the guy over. Oh, well, that's great. right. He was supposed to. He was wrestling ten or whatever for the title that Friday night. Oh, right? that's funny. Yeah, is that what it was? Okay, I yeah, I remember so. the promoting that. Okay, the yeah. Main event, oh my god, the main event uh, of the evening saw Hang- Hangman Page battle with ten. A oh, tag with ten to battle 10. team. Okay. He, it was Hangman Page with ten, and they were a tag team against the Team Taz duo of Brian Cage and Will Hobbs. It was a hard-hitting contest with a combustible finish. So there's that. Combustible uh, finish. Miro's next TNT challenger came from the form of Evil Uno. So we've already had Gee, 10. That's we've who had, it was, yeah. We've already had 10 and Evil Uno. That, so the Dark Order is, is back in business. <laughs> back, back in back business. Back the attack. And by the way. Isn't the the tag team combination of Hangman Page and Ten? Isn't that the most natural thing? Haven't they haven't they been friends for a while now? Well, that storyline's been building for like a year now. You didn't know that. You what the fuck? You not been... yeah. uh, can I just get another peanut butter and tuna fish sandwich? Thank you. God damn! What is that? What is, like nobody come thinks. on, come on, man! It's AW. They hinted around to that about a year ago when they passed each other in the hall and bumped elbows and kind of winked. <laughs> And oh, right. you knew right then there was supposed to be, you know, that's that's Tony Khan and his right. And there was 
And I remember in Shut March up, of 2018, shit. in March of 2018, in New Japan, they had met each other and bumped into each other at a, at a post game thing, and I'd forgotten, and I should have known that, but I didn't. See, yeah, God. When I bring when I bring these things up to James Good, James just goes, "Yeah, well, WWE just sucks worse." I'm like, "Oh, cool." This is the AW slogan, just like WWE, except slightly less shitty. Cool. Yeah. Hooray. I'll take two. Thank you. I mean, uh, AEW just, it's just like, it's, it's right there. And it's just. I know. I know. That's the, it's like, I yeah. want to like you so much. I want to. I really, 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 really want to. You know? It's like, yeah, I don't know if it's I mean, like you. If you're at, like you meet a pretty girl and she seems really smart and she's telling funny jokes and stuff and all of a sudden she just talk, starts talking about how much she loves Donald Trump or something you're just like oh Woo. boy that negates why? a lot of shit right there doesn't why it? why why Miro's next TNT challenger came from the form of Evil Uno now this is interesting AEW mm-hmm. worked an emotional angle with hype video discussing Uno's connection to Mr Brody Lee. At what point are we becoming exploitative of the family of the late Brody Lee? I ask you, Bryant Williams. Mm. I believe we're reaching that threshold pretty yeah. soon if we haven't already yeah. passed it. I mean, I just want again, and I don't like to. I don't like to take another bite at the apple on this one because we we've we criticized Bruce Mitchell as much as anybody, and we've also uh, been on his side. Of for those of you that were just like so upset with him six months ago after he ruined the lives in quotations of the Lee family and attacked them and made them feel awful. Uh, I've just, I, I hope that you are still guardians of his family of the Brody Lee family as AEW continues to pluck those heartstrings. I, they continue to do it for no good reason. They've got no plans. It's at 10 fucking 30 on Friday night when 450,000 people are watching your shitty ass show. And you feel like you need to drum up some heartstrings by bringing up the dead guy from six months ago. But Bruce was inappropriate. Huh. How's that work? I'm just curious. I just want to know what the rules are. Nobody tell me. Nobody, but see, nobody wants to think like that, you know? Nope. And they don't. Nope. They, they, they just don't. They just don't. Uno was no match for Miro. The Bulgarian brute pretty much had his way with a masked uh, man. Miro blasted Uno off the apron, colliding into the guardrail. Stu Grayson and Five ran down for support to cheer Uno into beating the count back into the ring. Miro decided to share Uno's pain with his pals by sprinting to clothesline Grayson over the guardrail. Five ran away, so Miro stripped off the turnbuckle pad to toss at him. Since this is sports entertainment, reading from cagesideseats.com, Uno had the inevitable rally. He countered Miro with a jawbreaker, then unloaded a fury, a flurry of punches, Bryant, a Hurricane Rana, a big boot, and a flying Centon Atomico, which, by the Ooh. way, makes total sense. That's what should be done with Miro. He should be taking all kinds of fucking moves from that piece of shit who probably couldn't beat me. There's no question <laughs> that a flurry, like a, a fucking, like... I, I don't know. A Ricky Morton hot tag should be coming at this guy for no reason at all. <laughs> Jesus uh, God. What? Who thought this? Was- hey, uh, this is what I want you to do. I want you to let's let him get some offense tonight, champ. You got it. Dude. And you, they- you do have to wonder if that's going around in, in the WhatsApp chat between the young bucks. Like, all right. All right. Vice president's meeting real quick. 
You know how we've been making it so that Miro's been beating the shit out of people? Why don't, and hear me out, why don't we let an unathletic piece of shit get some offense in on him tonight for about like five minutes? Everybody good with that? Good, good, good. Check, check. Yeah, okay, we're good. All right, that's what we're going to do. And, and, go with and, that. and, 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 <laughs> he's in the dark order. <laughs> he's in the, oh, oh, good. So we can uh, get some, get some like tube loops, uh, tape loops or something of the, uh, the dead guy and, and some emotional music and shit. Get and then make it, that shit up. Cue it up and make it so like he's fighting for the dead guy, but then have him lose anyway. I, I, I don't see how this is disrespectful or uh, in any way exploitative of a dead guy. Does anybody? People, anybody get with see People flipping the channels will listen and start watching after they figure out what's going on. You know? Hey, so, I thought that guy died like six months. Oh, yeah, he did. They're still using him. That's something. Eh, how about that? Um. Miro was down, but still able to kick out on the cover. The full Dark Order crew came out on stage to motivate Uno. Miro had the upper hand on a roll-up, however, which is, by the way. You no, know, they're good for how, that. You know, they stick together like that. That's the good thing about them. What you want Miro to do, what you want your monster to do, is to absolutely try to get somebody on a roll-up. That, that is how you put a guy, a, a huge cool monster boy, kind of guy. Is that what it is? Look, how many times did you see Bam Bam Bigelow <laughs> roll a guy up? King Kong Bundy down in Dallas? Schoolboyed the fuck out of everybody, right? Possibly, Am I right? Possibly. It was so it got so old. Abdul the butcher comes into your territory. It is schoolboy city. You are getting rolled up. I mean, that's how it is, right? Jesus Christ. Tell me about that history, Big Dave. Oh, Tony Khan is following my playbook to the T. Fuck you, Vince McMahon. You should have done this and made a lot of money. Uh Uno kicked out with enough force to send Miro into the exposed turnbuckle. And again, that's what you want your monster to do. <laughs> you want him to get on a kick out, have himself propelled like a missile across the ring. That's exactly what turnbuckle. You... Those damn exposed turnbuckles. That's like an anvil. You know? Oh, Jesus. God. You ever hit one of those motherfuckers? It's like an anvil. <laughs> this is like, I mean, it's like an eight-year-old writing some fantasy booking. Uno channeled the spirit of Mr. Brody for a discus lariat. Miro just ate it across his massive chest to to minimal effect. Okay, so we use the dead guy's move, and then you no-sell it. That's going to be our best course of action. This is great. Just reading this shit is fantastic. I see, totally see why Cornette was flipping man. his shit. Well, I mean, oh. this, God, that's funny. Don't, correct me if I'm wrong, but don't you do that shit like if they've been, say, building – evil uno up say for the last month or two and getting him ready for a big you know match against miro or whoever for a belt and that and you do it right when he wins the belt that that that's when you bring that stuff up not in some you know match that was made a, a week ago and he brings it up and like you said gets <laughs> gets shit on you know I mean, that's just, that's the kind of shit that, that we, you know, that I guess you and I both just shake our heads out about AEW. I mean, it, I can, it can be so it's, good. and It's by far my favorite show to watch on television. It's by far yes. my favorite wrestling show. There's no question. I don't think it's even, like, and then SmackDown is so far down beyond that. But And, and SmackDown mainly because of Roman Reigns and the Usos. Mainly. Yeah, although, definitely, definitely. I got to say, the... The heel turn or the face turn, I guess it is, because Sami Zayn got beat beat up by that General Zod guy. So I guess that's that, that'll be interesting. That was a pretty good match. It'll yeah, be I interesting. Never, I, I haven't seen that one. 
It was good. Uh, General Zod comes up and just waffles him, and he's like, oh, 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 he's dying in the ring afterwards. So it's like, oh, geez, well, okay. Yeah, okay. Um, the I'm, TNT... I like Sammy Zayn. I hope, they, hope he does give another little push. Yeah, he's been stuck like a motherfucker for a while, though, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Too long. Uh, I guess him, him, him and Apollo Crews book, or him against General Zod, I guess, possibly at SummerSlam. Yeah, I guess. The TNT champ fired back a lariat of his own. Miro cinched in the game over camel clutch and Uno then tapped out. Miro is a killer at AEW, did him justice maintaining his image in this contest. Did they? Did they? Because it sounds like, sound like it. It sounds like this idiot went Jushin Thunder Liger on him for a while. I like the effort and the storytelling to build up Uno. They tried to hammer home the connection between Mr. Brody, the TNT title, and Dark Order. I bet it would have been hot in front of a real live crowd. That said, I never believed Uno had a chance at winning. Oh, well, it's good that they gave him all that offense then. Uh, Christian Cage. I would like to see that in a, in a crowd. I would like to see the crowd reaction and see if, how, you know, just see how they reacted. I, I'm just curious that they, they might they might have been full blown, you know, baby face, you know. In memory of Brody Lee, kind of pop, the following you know? the following uh, things I'm going to tell you are going to make you crazy. Christian probably. Cage over at Helico, which I don't have a real problem with. Although yeah. Christian Cage has not the ability to get anybody over. Sorry, I, I apologize to anybody whose feelings are hurt by that statement, but I think it's factual. And um, honestly, thinking about it just now, I'm not even sure what the point of that match was. What was the point of Helico and Christian Cage? Even uh, we had to have somebody on there, and we had too much stuff on Dark. Uh, yeah. Okay. Oh, uh, we couldn't. We, we Christian's got a thing in his contract. He can only be on dark like once a month. Matt Hardy and Jack Evans were ringside. Hardy explained that he hired the services of the TH2 to end Christian's career. The TH2 is this another faction that we're missing, Bryant? Uh, is that is that the Matt Hardy faction that we didn't really know the I name guess. of? I Whatever guess. Whatever the hell it stands for. Matt Hardy, the Hardy, the Hardy, Hardy, Hardy 2.0 or some shit. I don't know. The finish began when both wrestlers were dazed and colliding heads, and Halico charged into a pendulum kick from Christian. A diving European under uppercut set the stage for the kill switch, which was really hot back in 2004. It gives yeah, Christian it the win. After the match, Christian engaged in fisticuffs with Evans. Hardy pounced from behind for a twist of fate to Christian. As he was setting up for the leech submission, here comes Jungle Boy. He runs in to make the save, and I don't know if he got his Baltimore song as he came out. A quality duel on Helico worked the arm, uh, setting up for the rally by Christian. The coolest move of the contest came from Christian on a tornado reverse double DT. Uh, Christian continues to rack up wins against quality competition. He still doesn't look ready for a title shot, but you can never count out a man with Christian's level of experience. Here's Cody's announcement. Can't wait. Cody Rhodes introduced his tag team partner for next week, Brock Anderson. Of course. I mean, there's no question like the biggest babyface in the history of this promotion and the guy who really started the whole promotion should be in a tag team with the amazing Brock Anderson. There's no question that that's who you want your star to be wrestling can you can you do me a favor? Remind me again who this guy is. I you know I uh, I think he's the he's the one that was awesome on that that indie show that time, and uh, yeah ah uh, yeah that guy yeah 
I think uh, he was on on PWG Battle for My Ass, uh, night three. I love that pay per view. Yeah, if you remember that one, that was a good one. Uh, Jeff Cobb put him over. It was it was just a fantastic thing. That was pre that was pre Matanza days. <sighs> Cody and Arn's son. Is this was Cody and Arn's son will compete against QT Marshall and Brock Solo. Brock Anderson. I don't and and Aaron Solo. QT okay. Brock, Brock Anderson. It sounds like the quarterback for LSU or, or some shit. You know? I don't know. Or like Lonnie Anderson and Burt Reynolds' son, and he doesn't want to take Burt Reynolds' name. I don't know. Yeah. QT. I say that I blame him. QT interrupted with a challenge for Cody. When paying fans return on July the seventh, QT wants a South Beach strap match. By the way, let me just say. No question that Cody should be in a feud with QT Marshall. They're absolutely on the same level. That's a hot feud, There's no dude. question. There's no question that QT Marshall is going to benefit so greatly from being elevated by, by Cody Rhodes in this feud. You know, that was kind of like Brock Lesnar and Ricochet. Yeah, I don't understand. I, I can see why the vice presidents in this company are not getting together because they're making him do shit like this. <laughs> I can see why they hate each other's guts at this point. Yeah, it's understandable. Oh, golly. Oh, this is great. <laughs> uh, South Beach strap match. By the way, fantastic stipulation. It's going to mean so much. Cody was riled up and pulled off his own belt. Arn soothed the savage beast, and QT whipped Arn with his back turn. Brock surged for a takedown to land punches on QT's mug. It sounds like July 7th will be the blow-off between Cody and QT. No, please. Say it isn't so. I need more than three more weeks of this feud because it's just, it's everything. It's everything. It's the best thing in in the world. I don't understand. I hope Cody survives. Jesus, God, are you kidding me? The strap match stipulation should be interesting in providing pain. It's curious choice by QT since he won't be able to escape. As for Brock Anderson, he truly looks like a chip off the old block. So this is this is Arn's son. That's who that is. Oh, I had no idea he was even in the wrestling business. No, he should. I, uh, you know. And by the way, I didn't know the the first feud he ever should be in in the business. He should a hundred percent be with Cody in some sort of main event capacity. There's no question that this kid with QT Marshall. But this is what he deserves. Let's get a picture. Let me show you a picture of. Uh... Oh yeah, Brock. I'm gonna show you a picture of Brock Anderson here. Okay. You'll, I think you'll be impressed because he's a he's a he's a hell of a fine looking kid, just like his old man. Jeez. And you know the son of wrestler thing is always an excellent thing, and it works out very well. God Almighty. And and how is and how is he related to C W Anderson? They're not related. <laughs> you you Mark. <laughs> he goes, uh, you know, CW met Arn one time and he goes, I just wanted to know, you know, is it okay that I'm using, uh, you know, the name Anderson or whatever? He goes, well, I, I don't know if you know this, but it does not say Anderson on my, my driver's license. Uh, oh, yeah, you got a <laughs> so, point there. So uh, I don't know if you know. You might want to go talk to Oli. Yeah. <laughs> Oli's pissed off at the world. Pay me some money, kid. You can use it. Okay. Yeah. When I met CW, he was with uh, somebody named Pat Anderson, who also was out of the gimmick, and they were tagging together, and they were very good together as well. Pat Anderson. They made him okay. Yeah, they were they were good. He he looked like an Anderson as well. Here you go. Here's uh, Brock well, Anderson, 
Arn's, uh, okay. Arn's son here. There he is. Damn, he does look like him. Yeah. Going to have that hairline. Well, you get your hairline from mom's side of the family, right? Well, he's a young man, so give him time. It does look like that little tuft right there might be thinning out a little bit. I can't uh, remember who trained him. I'm not sure. I don't think his dad really trained him. I think it was somebody else. Really? Yeah. How I do you do that? Well, Your dad was you know, four horsemen and you get somebody else to train you? What? Well, I think that was his dad's suggestion. I think that was his whole deal. Like, I can't, you know, you can't like. That's like your dad being Michael Jordan and you have LeBron James teach you how to play basketball. Well, let me just ask you. Let me just tell you something. When a dad trains his son to go in the business, it never works out well. Look, that Rocky Johnson trained his son and you never heard of that motherfucker. Where where does that guy now? Right? I know. know. He's not even in the business anymore, Bryant. He's not even in the business. Yeah. Okay. You just got to think about these things before they come out of your mouth, Brian. I know, I know, I know. Diarrhea of the mouth. I've got that problem. <laughs> I admit it. Uh, to form Tony I think it says he was training at the factory. AEW fans may be familiar with Brock Anderson as he was a sporadic member of the ringside during the pandemic era of wrestling. Oh, he was one of the crowd. He was a stand-in. Brian. Oh, yeah. I, I remember seeing him standing over there in the shadows. One well, time of course he deserves to Panned be. around real fast. I remember seeing that shit. Oh, of course he deserves to tag with the son of the American dream. There's no question. I, I, Is he standing I, I'm up there stupid. by the gun club? Oh, my God. Cody Was Rhodes standing team. between the gun club and Leva Bates? Is that where he was? <laughs> this past Saturday on AEW Dynamite, Cody teamed with fellow Nightmare family member Lee Johnson in a winning effort over Cezanne, Brony, and <laughs> pretty Peter Avalon. God, <laughs> it's like. They're ribbing fucking Cody. They're gonna be like, no, no. It's it's like the Bucks are doing their version of, oh, it's great shit, pal. Like Cody, this week you're gonna wear, <laughs> you're gonna wrestle shit Johnson and Turd Burger Weiler. Like, really, oh no, this is great shit. This is great shit. That, it's almost like they're doing that to him right now. That's what they're doing. Yeah, but you know you what, imagine? dude? And I've said this before, but. Peter Avalon was so good in, in championship wrestling from Hollywood. I'm telling yeah, no, you, dude, he was so up. good. They how, fucked how long him is up. It, how long is it before Tony Khan and the Bucks go, you know, Cody, we really like that Stardust makeup. I'm not saying you should do it exactly, but if you could do like something. But, I mean, how long is it before that happens, right? Really? You think that might happen? Seriously? Oh, uh, no. The way these guys mark out on themselves, you know, I really thought the Stardust thing was pretty hot. Nobody thought the Stardust thing was hot. Hey, um, what we're going to do, Cody, is we want you to wrestle. We just found, like, a guy at the 7-Eleven who wants to wrestle you this week, and we're going to have you wrestle him. I don't know if I should do that. Oh, it's great shit. Great shit. His name is Timmy Jenkins. <laughs> it's going to be good. Timmy the Nightmare Jenkins is coming into you. Bring him on. Yeah. According to Arn Anderson, Brock was working his way toward consideration for his spot in All Elite Wrestling. Sure he was. Arn also made mention of his son's recent tryout match with John Skyler, which the son of the enforcer did well in, despite being the son of a well-regarded wrestler. It's been said that Brock will pay his dues just like anyone else. Well, obviously. Yeah, I mean, yeah, tagging yeah. with Cody as you like your first match ever, that's awful. I mean, that, yeah, who would, who that's would want that? That's about as bottom as you can get right Oh, there. my God. <laughs> this kid is fucking – he's essentially like one of the young boys in Japan. He is just shoveling shit, taking out trash, doing dishes. It's the worst. Who would want to be this guy? Yeah, that's amazing. That's amazing. 
leading to his AW Dynamite in-ring debut. Brock Anderson has been training at the Nightmare Factory. Ding, 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 ding. Let's mark out for ourselves. Ding, 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 ding. This training facility has produced many aspiring talents with some appearing on AEW programming to varying degrees. Such names include Brooke Havoc, Carly Bravo, and Dean Alexander. Oh, and QT Marshall, who fucking ran the school, essentially. Uh, Brock Anderson will team with Cody Rhodes to face QT Marshall and Aaron Solo. That was last Friday night. It's already been confirmed. That on July 7th, edition of AEW Dynamite, Rhodes and Marshall will face off in a South Beach strap match. Boy, I hope Brock doesn't get involved with that. You hate to see mm. that sort of thing for a young man. Yeah, yeah, that'd be bad news. Well, I believe he's going to be taping some electrical cords in the back because he's paying his dues. <laughs> he's That's what he'll be doing, is he'll be trying to make sure that everybody gets parked and has their snacks because that man, that young man is paying his dues. Hanging those ring aprons up. How old is this motherfucker? He's got to be like 24 or something. Ah, God, I hope so. He looks like it. He's got that Art Anderson old man look already. You know? Yeah, because yeah, that you're right about that. It's like Art Anderson looked like he was 40 when he was 25, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. According to my uh, internet search, which is amazing, 23 years of age. 23 wow. years of age, which means he was he's, born he's what? Younger, he's younger than Rhea Ripley. Yeah, he's younger than a lot of people. So that means he was born in 1998. I mean, if he's already had his 23rd birthday. Uh, He was born Brock Lundy. He bought. This is is stupid. He bought the surname Anderson after his father's ring title. Yeah. How much do you think he paid for that, Bryant? Mm, Nothing, probably. His dad probably actually bought it for him. I'm going to say, here's a six-pack, Dad. Can I use the name? Yeah. Yeah, sure. Uh, yeah, there you go. Probably more like that. He's revealed though. Arn has on 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 the Hit the Arn podcast, which is really good. They, they're going through the early years of Mid South and all that shit, and down mm-hmm. in Pensacola. Uh, after a while, he he prayed very hard about uh, the Lord not to drink anymore, and then the beer just doesn't taste good to him anymore. It doesn't taste the same. That's what he says. I didn't. I didn't know he was. Uh... Oh, he was a big alcoholic, huge alcoholic. That's no, part of the I problem. Know. I didn't know. No, no, oh, you know, I didn't a, know he was a, a Bible thumper. Part of the God Squad? Yeah. Yeah, par- apparently it's, God told him not to reach out to Rick after Reed died. I'm not I'm not sure. I, that seems to be a, a source of a source wow. spot on Rick Flair. I tell you what, though, I got over it with Car Shield. Woo! <laughs> uh, yeah. I would tell you something, Arn Anderson. If your car broke down on the side of the road, fuck you. Woo! Um this this is a really good article from wiki wikibiography.com. Apparently Anderson performed soccer in high school. He was a linebacker for his crew. As a matter of reality, he was ranked on the 94th place among the many graduating linebackers in North Carolina. This is like one of those emails you get like trying to get you a job like we have employment possible for you at high rate of pay. <laughs> call call this number for more information. Um that's pretty funny. So yeah, Brock Brock Anderson is uh, clearly paying his dues in all elite wrestling. And by the way, it is not. There is no nepotism involved. Um, I will tell you that I'm, I'm really doing the Jeff Jarrett thing is very good. The Arn Anderson podcast is very good. Jarrett has gone through. They're going in granular detail now 
uh, the formation of uh, total nonstop action wrestling. And, and so far it is very good. Um, I need to listen to that. We've not gotten to the part where Jeff wants to kill himself because he remembers, uh, Hey, let's bring Russo on board. So that, that hasn't happened yet. Um, yeah. Like said, bless his heart. Arn is going through his, um, his history and it's very good. Um, I will say you got to wonder now with Conrad doing a, a, a Jeff Jarrett podcast and a Kurt Angle podcast, if we sign up for adfreeshows.com, can we get the two of them together on a podcast to talk about how, you know, one of them fucked the other one's wife? Or can we, is that, can we do, I don't know. Can we, is that possible? Too soon. It's too oh, soon. Hashtag too soon. That's, that's, that. dude, that's like getting Edge and Matt Hardy in the same room. You can't do that. <laughs> that's awesome. Um, and then John Aretzi's Matt Memories they had a really good show. It was this, uh, a recap of his 100th episode from 1991, featuring McFoley, Kevin Sullivan, uh, Jim Cornette, and a cavalcade of stars. Very good stuff. And you know, talking about Jeff Jarrett, I'm still the thing I'll always remember about him with us is him telling us the slap nuts story. Because I asked him, was, I, yes. I asked him what what does slap nuts mean, and he was a little flummoxed, like I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't really. I've never even nobody like nobody's ever asked you that. Really? Yeah. No. No. He said that his grandmother kept would always say, "Stop slapping your gums." <laughs> he would call him slap gums or something. So it just kind of graduated to slap. Yeah, 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 it just morphed eventually. It's really honestly. I mean, I see why people hate the guy. I get that, but he's he's a fairly likable individual. At least he's able to put up a public persona. Of likability. I mean, in a way that's yeah. way more genuine than, say, Scott Colton. Like that. Oh, boy. You just went to the total other end of the spectrum there. Oh, uh, you know, now that the Dark Order's back, I just can't wait to see a lot more Colt Cabana on my TV. Because that's going to well, put the asses in the seats. That's why I tune in. You know that. Brian is on Instagram and also on Twitter at Bryce Sports, B-R-Y Sports. The show is on Twitter at Katie Vick Alive. I'm on Twitter at Brett Whitmire. And uh, I'm on Instagram at B-Dub for Reels. Brian is on TikTok at Stanley Jackson 23 if you want to buy stuff. Amazon Prime Day is coming up the 21st and the 22nd. Best prices of the year. So if you'd like to use KatieVick.com to shop, that'd be great. Also, Father's Day is coming up like in just a few days. So if you want to shop through there, that'd be great. I did receive a lot of messages about the passing of my aunt. Some of you guys know about that. So I really appreciate all of you that reached out for that. That was really, really nice. And uh, my family and I certainly do appreciate that. Until next time, fans, we'll see you ringside. Fans, that'll do it for this week. See you next week. And until then, so long for now.